You are listening to NFT Talk Show, where we put the T in NFT. I am your host, Tony Payne, and if you have ever wanted to know anything and everything, including all the juicy deeds about NFTs, you are in the right place. So buckle up, get ready, and let's go. Welcome to another episode of the NFT Talk Show podcast. I am Tony Payne. And in today's episode, I have with me on the show someone that is a powerhouse in the NFT space and in Web3. Just it, let me not just say in the NFT space. We're, we're pivoting from just calling it NFT to Web3 because a lot of people are building some fantastic things in Web3. And this person that is with me on the show is a powerhouse in Web3 and in the NFT space. And of course, you know me, I have to bring, you know, awesome people on the show to my listeners. So you can kind of, you know, get an idea for how they've done it. And um, we will be talking about how he's um, done it. With me on the show, I have G Money. Um, if you don't know G Money's name, are you really in Web3? Are you? Are you? <laughs> Hi, G Money. <laughs> hey, how are you? Thank you for having me on. Of course. My pleasure. My pleasure. So, you know, um, I have said, are they really in Web3? So I do have some listeners that are just starting out and this is how they learn about NFT. So do you want to do like a quick intro um, about yourself? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I'm, I'm G Money. I've been uh, in the space, I'm I'm very well known for my CryptoPunk Ape, uh, which I purchased in January of 2021, and I wrote a uh, thread on it, uh, which went viral on crypto Twitter at the time about why I purchased it. Uh, and at the time, you know, I think if you go back and read it now, it's nothing that uh, revolutionary. But at the time that I wrote it, um, I think it was very insightful and forward thinking as to um, how I thought the space, uh, would evolve, uh, at least at the time I thought over the next five years, I didn't realize it would be over the next five months. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, that, and since then, uh, you know, I've been like kind of just advocating for, you know, the NFT space and, you know, the greater crypto, uh, the crypto sector in general, because I feel like the NF NFTs are the Trojan horse that will take crypto mainstream. And so that to me, I think it's super important um, as we're living in a more digital future uh, for our children and grandchildren um, mm -hmm. and as, well as for us ourselves. So I've been uh, very much trying to move the space forward. Um, I had a partnership as one of the partners uh, with Adidas uh, for their Into the Metaverse drop in December. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I recently launched Admit One at the end of May. And also I, I just recently announced the... Uh, launch of my fashion brand 90cc which is a crypto native luxury fashion house wow you have a lot going on but i'm gonna go back to one thing um you said about adidas and um you know i have this mantra about never ever underestimate anybody and i think um in, on social media sometimes we tend to do that where we're like okay, who's this person and what can they do for me? Why should I pay attention, right? A lot of people tend to do that on social media. So um, Adidas was a really huge. I remember back then everybody was talking about it, like, oh, I want a mint, I want a mint. But you gave access and the people you gave access to were people in your community, either they just had a PO app for showing up because you're like, show up here, get the PO app. 
or they had a pull-up for you have a podcast as well. Gina Money has a podcast as well. I will put the link um in the show notes. You, if you listen to this show, you get a pull-up. And that was all it took, right? Yep. And they were able to mint um the Adidas into the metaverse. Yep. Yeah. Well, and so, you know, that the interesting thing I think with, with that is, you know, there were three partners, three crypt, um uh web three partners. There was mm-hmm. myself. Pixel Vault uh, through Punk's Comic and uh, Yuga Labs with Board Ape Yacht Club. And the interesting thing was, if you were a member of my community, it was people that had collected my POAPs either by uh, meeting me in person or going to some uh, IRL event mm-hmm. or uh, at the beginning of my podcast when I was uh, recording it on Twitter Spaces, all you had to do was listen live to be able to collect the, the POAP in the middle of the show. And so I was able to build this organic community of people that Again, didn't need to buy anything, right? Like, um, mm-hmm. never sold an NFT. It was people that just kind of gave me their time and you know went a little bit out of their way to claim a POAP, right? To enter in the the website and literally put in their their uh, wallet address. And so you know that to me, it, again, like this was something that um, I did it then be, because I knew what I was doing, right? Long term, yeah. what I wanted to do and tokenize my community. I wasn't exactly sure how I wanted to do it, right? And ultimately, that's what Admit One is, is like me tokenizing my community and finally uh, creating this uh, this tokenized community that I can I can build around. And at the time, I already knew that I wanted to do that. I just didn't know exactly how I was going to execute on the actual conversion to that community. Mm-hmm. But I knew that I was building the possible community members by people that were already interested in G money and interested in the things that I was talking about. So I thought the really cool thing about that with the Adidas stuff is, you know, just by showing up and listening to a podcast or uh, do, you know, giving me time and not necessarily giving me money. Um, yeah. The way that you were able to enter into uh, the, the, the mint, right. Into the allow list for the mint for Adidas. And, you know, at the time uh, I, I it's either, it was either 0.25 or 0.3 ETH and mm-hmm. it was immediately trading at 0.8 ETH. Right. And yeah. you know, and being on that allow list was obviously lucrative if you were able to to take advantage of that. And organic, you know, I, I say this all the time about the importance of building out organically. And it's not like you told them, oh, if you collect this pull app, you're going to get this in the future. You didn't do any of that. Right. You actually just kind of just built it out based on people that believed in you. And um, I say this all the time. People wonder, oh why did this project tank? Why did this happen? And I'm like, oh, well, because a lot of people don't believe in it. They just want to flip. They rush in and they rush out. And sometimes building over time, it might look slow. Like, well, what is this person doing? It doesn't make any sense. But one day it's all going to come together. And that's what happened, um, you know, with you, because not only we're going to talk about admit one in a second, because I'm going to make a point. But um, before we get to admit one, not only did your POAP collectors get um, the Adidas, they also got admit one. Because I remember um, while minting the admit one, there was a section for POAP. And right now, admit one is like one of the most valuable NFTs out there and Mm -hmm. all for being there. Yep. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. So yeah. before we before we get to admit one, um, which I am a proud member of everyone. <laughs> I have to put that out there. Yes. <laughs> um, before we get to admit one, I want to talk about the billboard in Miami, mm-hmm. April 2021, CryptoPunk mm-hmm. in Miami. What did that do for you? 
Um, so yeah, so what, what we did was, you know, at, at the time earlier that year, um, I had Justin and Justin Aversano and I had connected. And mm-hmm. at the time he was, uh, just in the traditional art world and he didn't know anything about NFTs. And he messaged me on Instagram. I, I think I had like, I don't know, less, less than a thousand followers for sure at the time. And it was like, mm-hmm. Hey, tell me about NFTs. And he heard about, you know, how I had spent $150,000 on my NFT. And then he was like, Oh, why don't you buy this collection? This is a hundred real photos. It's a hundred thousand dollars. And I was like, listen, why don't you break it up into a hundred uh, different NFTs and sell them mm-hmm. for a thousand each? That's much more digestible. And I thought he'd come back to me in like two or three months. He came back to me in two or three days and was like, dude, thank you so much. You changed my life. Um, you know, and then we started just like, you know, he obviously has done amazing things since then. Uh, yeah, right. And, you know, he's been a great community builder. But at that point, he was like, I like, how can I help you? And he's like, you know, I, I remember in, in our first conversation, I was like, I, I picture a world where at some point in the future, crypto punks will be in museums. And he's like, well, fuck the museums. Why don't we just put it on a why don't we put them on billboards? And I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, I run a nonprofit that mm-hmm. puts art into public into public places. And a lot of it is done through billboards and, and, uh, most, uh, outdoor advertising. And so I'm nice. like, all right, cool. Like, what were you thinking? He's like, so why don't we just do a campaign and put like a hundred crypto punks in Miami for, for Bitcoin Miami or uh, sorry, mm-hmm. not for Bitcoin. This was a few months before. Yeah. Uh, in billboard Am- Miami. Yeah. It was, it was billboards throughout Miami. And so, okay, you yeah. know, um, we put up, you know, together we worked. I helped find, um, you know, we put a hundred, uh, we put a hundred crypto punks on billboards throughout Miami. Nice. Um, we then the next month we did the same thing in New York and then we did uh, a smaller amount in London two months later. But really like, you know, working with Justin and, and doing this, I think for the crypto punk community was one of, that's when I realized how big this was going to be, uh, mm-hmm. the NFT space in general. At that point, it was, it was, I was starting to get confirmation of this was going to be bigger than I even originally thought. But at that point, when we put the billboards on Miami together and I saw the reaction, one from the community online, but then also from the community in person, because mm-hmm. we had like uh, an opening party in Miami and how just people's reactions were so ecstatic. I was like, this is going to be like, this would be so much more massive than even I originally thought. And I was, I thought it was going to be big. And so, you know, to me, it was really an eye opener. And was kind of like, okay, so, you know, here I am. I put crypto punks on billboards in the real world. And I think people were freaking out because all of a sudden, you know, here we are at the end of COVID of lockdowns yeah. and we cut, but reemerged. And it's like, holy shit, like you have, you know, these, these eight big pictures that are profile pictures online are now like giant size in the real world. And that's just, you know, was a taste of what's to come and, you know, just, I think just bringing that digital life into the real world, I think has been a really awesome and fun experience that, you know, now like, you know, a lot of people are doing it and like, that's amazing because everybody oh, yeah. their, their personal touch on it, right. Their personal version of it. And it's incredible because that's how you onboard more and more people. Exactly. Um, and again, all this started, you didn't know Justin before that Instagram message, right? Nope. And all this started from one, it's a, it's just beautiful. <laughs> it's crazy, right? Cause it was an Instagram message and then he, he was like, can I call you? And I'm like, yeah, sure. 
or like what uh, one or the other. He gave me his number or whatever. And we spoke the first time we spoke on the phone. It was for like an hour. Wow. And, you know, and it was like, I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to hear from this guy again. But I was like, you know, if I can help this guy from the contemporary art world understand it, then maybe he can help his artist friends. And then, you know, we slowly, you know, grassroots start onboarding more and more artists and mm-hmm. then get collectors on and, you know, kind of get that flywheel going. And then, like, I remember he started hitting me up. He's like, hey, like, there, and this is when, like, Clubhouse was still going. Yeah. So he, hey, there's a Clubhouse in there with, like, a lot of, like, people in the contemporary art space. And they're talking about NFTs. And nobody has any idea what they're talking about. Like, hop in. And I remember, like, there'd be times, like, I'd be out to dinner. And then, like, I'd run out to the car. And I'd <laughs> go into, like, these spaces. And, like, people had no idea, right? Because we're talking wow. about, like, this was, like, February of 2021 where like, you know, it really hadn't hit yet. Um, mm-hmm. yet and so, you know, we were just having these conversations and then he became a great proof point of, right? Like, here's this artist that, you know, went headfirst into the space and sold out his work almost immediately, right? And like, how, what, what is, how, how did that change his creative process and his ability to, you know, one, pay rent, and exactly. Then not necessarily have to worry about, you know, how, where am I sleeping tonight? How am I going to pay for food? Now I can focus on what I need to focus on as a creator and not necessarily running around to pay bills. So like. Exactly. Yeah. Sorry. I'll, I'll, I'll stop there for a second. No, you're good. <laughs> like I had already seen it. Happen. I'm enjoying it. <laughs> okay, cool. I, I, I mean, like I had already seen it happen uh, on smaller levels uh, mm-hmm. when I, I was working with other artists in the space very early on, but when I saw it with Justin and I was like, you know, and, and then to see everything that he's done since then, right. Where he's become a huge powerhouse in the space, like, you know, within less than a year, right. Like he was auctioned at Christie's and outsold Ansel Adams for the lot that I originally had, like the, the, the lot that he originally reached out to me on the physicals, that he offered to sell to me for a hundred thousand dollars, sold at Christie's at auction for one point one million, I believe. Wow. Less than <laughs> less than eight months later, nine months later, and I I was so happy. I'm like that for me was possibly the best missed opportunity I could have ever had, right? Because if mm-hmm. I did buy that entire collection, like Justin might not be the powerhouse he is in the, the space. That he is today. Yes, I you know? I mean I I'm a a strong believer um in destiny and i believe things kind of almost certainly or sometimes work out as they should and just from starting from the starting from the connection and just seeing how the two of you have kind of just you know worked your way in um in web three it's such an amazing story and for context um people that don't you know if you don't know who justin um avisano some people might not be um, familiar with photography and NFTs. I am familiar with photography and NFTs because I'm a photographer. Um, he is behind, um, the collection. The collection you're talking about is Twin Flames. Twin Flames right now is sitting at an 85 ETH floor. <laughs> it's out of reach for a lot of people right now because, and it didn't start that way. It started, you know, um, I think it was 0.58. Yeah, perfect. something really, and it's now sitting at um 85.8, and probably the most talked about um photography collection in NFTs at the moment. Um, just in this in the space of this is all in the space of a, a little over a year. Yep. So I am mind blown at 
you know, how fast things work. And I'm also mindful in the fact that, you know, just the fact that you didn't, when he sent you that, that, um, message on Instagram, you didn't go, oh, whatever. You actually took it upon yourself to say, okay, let me look into what this, what, what is this? You know, what can I do for this person? You said something just now that resonated with me. And that is, you know, I am an artist, obviously, and, um, I am, in contact with many artists in the space. And that is the number one problem that they have, which you just said is the ability to create while not worrying about bills and, oh my God, doom. <laughs> I can't continue. I've had people leave the space, um, the NFT space because this is not sustainable. Um, and I see it, you know, I see it and I believe, you know, what you've done with Justin, if other people were that open, they can actually build out some really, really amazing things. But I find it very interesting that, you know, a lot of times when we collect art or people collect this, it's kind of like um, one and done. Like, okay, what next? And I've always said, you know, why aren't we building out these brands? Like you have an artist, you collect from an artist. Um, why aren't we building out this, these brands? And, um, you know, sitting there thinking to myself, why aren't we building out this brands? I had a social club or I have a social club for my collectors only initially, right? And I was like, okay, you know, my collectors are my collectors. They're great. They're always going to be there. We're in this together. But how can I help other artists? And what you said just now resonated with me because that is exactly where my mind is at this exact point is how can we help artists scale up? Because it's important um, as creatives to be able to pay your bills from your art. Yeah. You sure. know. It's important for anybody as a human, right? Like, yeah. Think about how much anxiety you have you oh, know, yeah. when, when you don't have that uh, certainty or I will say certain, some more certainty in where, you know, your next paycheck is going to come from. Right. Exactly. Like, what does that mean for your productivity in whatever field you're in, whether you're a creative or, you know, you're in business or whatever, when you're sitting there worried about, you know, putting a roof over your head and putting food in your belly, like you're not going to be your best. You're not going to reach your full potential. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, um, and there, you know, creatives that, you know, I've seen just give up mm -hmm. just based on, and it's sad. It's sad to watch. And I'm like, what, how can we help? Like if you have immense talent and you have not just talent again, drive, because Justin has drive. <laughs> Justin's not just talent. He also has drive. He's a go-getter. And um, he is good at making things happen. If you have that drive, there's some dreams that, you know, if somebody actually really paid attention, um, these dreams will be manifested. And I'm really glad that you um, paid attention because we have, it helped photography. It helped us. <laughs> and it trickled down to the photography community because when people started seeing Justin's success, I was like, oh, Okay, photography had like a mini season. I think we're still going to come full bloom soon. We mm -hmm. had like a mini season, like I think around November last year, where everybody was, and that was around the, was it November, October, around the same time when, you know, Christie's happened and all these things were happening and everybody wanted a photography NFT. And, um, you know, I say it like, photography and nfts is like the perfect marriage i say that all the time but you know let's move on to i know you're a busy man <laughs> admit one admit one vibrant community i know this is a vibrant community because i am in the community and i 
hop in the Discord anytime. Um, free and it's just like everybody loves you. <laughs> they're like, oh, do you money that this? I'm like, dang y'all, <laughs> y'all talking in there or something. Well, um, like I, I think to you know, like I just what gets me really excited about that Discord is one. I, I think I like the fact that there's no focus on price, right? And that oh yeah, was something that I really was adamant on setting from the beginning and that's why mm -hmm. there's no sales bot in it as well right because i don't want people to care about price like if you i want people to want to be part of the community because i think that i they believe in like my vision of what i'm building for on a grander scale mm -hmm. and it's not necessarily about like well what are you going to do to pump the floor price like why is the floor price down blah 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 like you know what are you going to do about this it's like no i mean obviously i i want you know everybody to do really well but at the end of the day right it's like this isn't about enriching you so you can just sell it and you know move on right exactly remember it's about you know building seeing my vision and seeing kind of how i see the world and knowing that i'm not going to necessarily um give you a roadmap right you you have you have an idea of how i operate because you see me in the space but like also it's like i want people that like also want to contribute to that right and like exactly help out in whatever way that they can right and like because I could have my vision, like one of, I think one of the really cool things that, that I saw happen, uh, that I wasn't planning on was once the community, the community formed, there were a couple of really avid people in the community that were like, Hey, like, let's get on a bunch of allow lists. And I'm like, okay. The watchers. Like, yeah. The watchers. <laughs> right. And so I was like, okay, well, I mean, if you guys want to go and run with it, like I'll give you the opportunity to run with it. Mm -hmm. I just don't have the time. Like it's also not in my vision. Right. And yeah. it's like, if I'm going to take away from the things that I want to work on and I want to deliver on, I can't sit there and vet like every project that drops and get the, the, the community on the allow list. So mm -hmm. I was like, All right, why don't we give you guys an opportunity to do this? And so that's how we formed the watchers. Right. And they're going out there and they're getting, um, the community on the allow list and they're vetting projects and they're doing all these, these cool things that I didn't plan on. That's this extra benefit to community holders. That's kind of like, community run right because exactly it's not necessarily being done by me and the the team internally so i think that that's like kind of the beautiful thing about crypto too is there's also that sense of ownership right because it's like you're part of this community there's a value to your 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 membership right because you, mm -hmm. you know what the floor price is and what it's trading at and it's like yeah like this is really cool and then you're incentivized to kind of create value and like just do cool things for the community because you want to give back. Because exactly. So much already, right? Exactly. And you know, you're right. Cause I, I don't ever see talk of floor price in the discord. It's just people. They're so passionate about like, Oh, let's get this done. Let's do this for others. And the watchers, I, I love the watchers cause I, <laughs> I sneak into the um, watchers um, channel a lot. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Like what are the watches up to? Um, and I got I got this it's this um stick man I guess from Bose um or is it yeah I I call it Bose I've heard different pronunciations, um um from the Bose. oh you call it Bose too yeah I heard somebody call it Bose and I'm like okay is it Bose I don't I don't know <laughs> I, I don't know I call it Bose though I call it, it Bose too. <laughs> I, maybe, maybe in Europe, they call it Bose because it's like in, in Europe, they call it, we call it Nike, right? And they call yeah. it, yeah. And we call oh. it Adidas and they call it Adidas. Oh, that's so true. That's just, true. Yeah. 
so yeah, I got I got a um a law list for Bose. It was a free man. It's I don't know um what it's sitting at right now, but it's you know, I didn't even care about the floor or anything like that, not because I knew I wasn't gonna sell. Um and the reason I was excited was because Bose, um growing up, I remember my mom all her speakers were <laughs> that's just what connected me to that project. All her speakers were made of um were from Bose. And I just remember, you know, back then it was like, you know, that was high end. Like yeah. if you owned a Bose speaker, you were it. Like you were cool or you, you know, you, I don't know, had something. And it, that resonated with me. I was like, oh, well, this reminds me of my childhood. And just knowing that, you know, my mom just thought her Bose speakers were so cool. And um, and I was like, I got to get this. And when I got the notification that, um, oh, you were selected, I was like, oh, my God, yay. <laughs> yeah. So it's one of it's one of my put in the vault um you know, NFTs and kind of hang on to for me- great memories. Um, yeah. So you, um, we've talked admit one, we have admit one. What are your, um, I know there's no roadmap, which is great <laughs> because I've seen so many people go, Oh, we have a roadmap and then do nothing. Right. You know, do nothing on their roadmap or people start expecting something. And then from expectations come disappointment. You're building out more like, just vibe with me and trust me. Yeah. And if you trust me, good. If you don't trust me, you know, make your money and that's fine too. Right? right. Um, and I mean, I've seen, well, through my research, um, admit one probably has, you know, one of the lowest listed, like out of like a thousand, you have a thousand. Yeah. Um, sometimes like just 30 listed and some of them are listed for, you know, 700 ETH, you know, 100 ETH. So people trying to sell their admit one are not many. And that that's a that's a good sign. You yeah, know, no, it, 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 it's crazy, right? Because like I sit here and as I look uh, right now, I just I just went to the OpenSea page. Yeah. And there's 885 unique owners for 1000 NFTs. And like, yeah. to me, I think that's one of the best distributions uh, in the space, right? Because like, I think to me, and that's why I, I wanted to keep the community, like when, when I had the distribution of it, I'm like, okay, I don't necessarily want like whales to accumulate a ton of it. Mm-hmm. I want people to kind of, I want people involved. I want fair distribution as much as possible. And I want it to be like accessible at, at the start. I, I didn't expect it to be trading up here, uh, so quickly to where, where it went to. So I yeah. definitely. I'm not complaining. Humbled. Yeah, I mean, I, I was just very humbled by it, right? Because I wasn't, I wasn't expecting that at all. But you know, like to me, it's just very much. I, I think, um, I think, and this is what I said at at the time is like, listen, like you, you've seen what I've done in the space. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not here for like a cash grab. I'm not here to take the money and run. I'm here to do something. I, I feel like now is the right time to kind of create this tokenized community around myself, mm-hmm. and. You know, I know I'm working on things and, you know, at the time this was before I announced 90CC. Um, I know I like I'm in active conversations with a lot of cool and interesting things that mm-hmm. I can't disclose that, you know, hopefully come to fruition. Obviously, it's business. So not not everything always does. Yeah. But like gets me excited about it. Right. And it's like, all right, I can't tell you what it is and I won't. But I want to like delight and surprise. Right. Is like come with me on this journey. Part of it is you have to trust me and, you yeah. know, understand that like, I'm not going to lead you down a dark path or a dark alley, right? Like I want you to come with me on this cool, 
fun journey that I've been on for the last uh, two years in the space and like enjoy it with me. Right. And mm-hmm. be part of it and, and be part of like the ride and, and all the cool things that we're doing. Amazing. Amazing. I wanted to talk about 90CC, but before we do, um, I have another question about admit one. Yep. Um, the decision to make it a limited 1000, um, unit collection. What can, I'm, I'm not questioning why. What can others learn from that? Because I see people, you know, go, well, I'm going to do 10K. Then they go, oh no, I'm going to bring it down to 7K. But your decision out of the bat was 1K. What yeah. was, what can others learn from that? So <clears throat> I spent a lot of time trying to figure out what the right size for the community would be. I had a lot mm-hmm. of conversations with a lot of people. Uh, specifically, one of them was Kevin Rose, uh, probably about a month and a half or a month after he launched, uh, Proof. And he was, he pretty much sold me. He's like, just go, go with a thousand. He's like, go with a thousand because you're you, like, this is a new thing, right? So you're going to be mm-hmm. learning. That. Like you don't want to run before you can w- crawl even, right? Not even walk. Exactly. And, so, and I was like, all right, that, that makes a lot of sense to me, right? It's like how, you know, how, like, how can I expect to run a community of 10,000 if I can't even run a community of a thousand, right? Or I feel really? uncomfortable with a thousand. And so like that was one. Uh, and then two was as I sat down and I thought about it, I'm like, okay, knowing that I wanted to be, uh, doing things in the luxury space and having, uh, kind of like a luxury experience with, mm-hmm. um, with the things that I'm doing, right? With 90cc and what that means, right? Like the space just isn't big enough to handle, you know, a 10,000 project, like luxury project, right? Maybe, you yeah. know, it's, at some point it will, there's 8 billion people on the planet, you know, like I hope to God that uh, LVMH has more than 10,000 customers, right? So mm-hmm. I, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure that um, that's, that's not the case long term, but I just know that like, I know that I can comfortably provide value for 1,000 people. I, I feel very confident about that. 10,000 people, I think might be a little bit harder at, at this point in time, right? Like I think, yeah. you know, two years from now, five years from now, as the crypto market is more mature, um, and there's more people in the space, then for sure, 10,000, 10,000 people will be minuscule. Like I'm hoping within the next 24 months, we start seeing 100,000 NFT projects. Um, the, yeah. and the space can support it, right? It's not like, oh, this is too much supply. Um, but I, I definitely think when, when people are first starting out projects, they're probably like, they're looking at the money and they're like, oh my God, if we sell 10,000, exactly. then we collect this money and we can build this. And, that's not always the right way to approach business in general, right? It's like, mm-hmm. no, and, and I told, I, we had this conversation on the team, right? Like, cause like we gave away the NFT for free. We could have mm-hmm. easily sold it. We could have sold it and, and brought in some money. And I was like, you know what? If we raised a, a bunch of money and I'm like, I'm talking about like a lot of money. Um, I wouldn't even really know how to deploy it, right? Like if you were to be like deploy this tomorrow, I yeah. would be like, uh, I don't know what I'm doing. Right. And I probably, and I think you've seen this a lot with startups that get a lot of capital that maybe start deploying it too quickly because they feel they need to deploy it. Because mm-hmm. pressure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pressure of like, yeah, well, we need to like get the next up round as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. And so I think, you know, because I just, I I don't feel that pressure. Right. So I'm like, listen, I'm going to build at the pace that I want to build at. And I want to put out the product that I feel comfortable putting my name on. Beautiful. And if it takes, 
if it happens tomorrow, great. If it takes a little longer than expected, that's okay too, right? Because it just means that like it wasn't meant to be at at the pace that I wanted it to be, and that's mm-hmm. fine, right? Um, and and that to me is like I would much rather have a smaller community that is let's say harder to get into uh, at the outset than to grow too big too fast and then have to deal with you know nine an extra nine thousand people that are very unhappy. Right. Exactly. Have one thousand very, very happy community members that are really excited about the experience, that are happy about the things that I'm doing, um, and so that to me is like, you know, the, the it'll 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 be there, right? Like I, if you believe in the tech the way that I do, mm-hmm. then you don't need to build, you know, a billion dollar company tomorrow, right? Like you can do it over the next five years. It doesn't need to happen right away. Um, if you Slow think and that, steady, yeah. If you think that this is like you know, a flash in the pan and that, you know, nobody's going to be using NFT and crypto tech five years from now, then for sure, like you should be probably trying to get as much money out of the system as you possibly can. But then I can also tell you that you probably won't be successful long-term because, you know, people can feel that authenticity, right? And so exactly so that people won't want to be part of your project and, and, and all these things. So like, to me, it's like the time will come when you're ready uh, the, you know, just make sure that you understand, you know, the market dynamics and your community. And then the scaling part, turning it on is, is kind of the easy part, right? Is like mm-hmm. figuring out how to scale is the easy part. It's really kind of like laying the tracks and the groundwork to start is the hard part, right? Making sure you get processes in place for if XYZ happens and how do you handle that and how do you handle this? It's much easier to do that with a smaller community than it is with a large one. A larger one. And I, I see that all the time where um a lot of the, you know, 10K communities, you see um a lot of their members start complaining, oh, you know, woe is us. <laughs> and it can be hilarious, but it can also be tragic because you're like, and people literally, literally in Web3 for some reason, I like the fact that your whole concept is about slow and steady. Um, because that's the opposite of what Web3 is. And you see a Web3 where, you know, somebody mints out a project, maybe the even the team, then they mint it out. Then the next day they're like, where is your um Gucci collaboration? Where is yeah. your Louis Vuitton collaboration? It's like these things do not happen overnight. But why right. are people thinking like a lot of people think Web3 is like, I mean, it can feel like lightning speed. But the true builders know that, you know, you can't build something fantastic or something long lasting overnight. It's impossible. You can build a fly by night overnight, but not a, um, not something that's going to last very long. Well, at least I don't think so. No, I, I agree. The interesting thing is because the, the discord is token gated, um, the first few days, there were people that came in and be like, what's your roadmap? What are your plans for making this work more? <laughs> and like, I, you know, I respond with like, there is no roadmap. And if you're looking for a roadmap, this isn't the project for you. Exactly. And interestingly enough, usually those people that came in and said that because we could see which, uh, which NFT, what, what their NFT number was, they were the people that like bought it, that were trying to flip it, you know, as soon exactly. as, exactly. As soon as possible. Like, you know, to cater to that person when the community at large, like, wasn't really concerned, like, oh, my God, this one really loud person on Twitter or Discord is complaining at me, complaining to me about this. And it's like, oh, wait, they bought this thing. You know, they bought three of them in mm-hmm. the last 20 minutes and they already have them up for sale. So 
they're literally just sitting there trying to pump and dump like their own thing. Yeah. You know, it's like just realizing that people, you know, some people's intentions aren't always aligned, but like as long as you have the greater community uh at at heart, like you're you're gonna end up doing fine. Exactly. And and that's also staying focused, right? Because if you're a a leader or a community builder or somebody that's, you know, um leading the community. You got to stay focused because you're going to hear a lot of like, oh, do it this way. Oh, no, do it that way or do it that way. And then you're being dragged left, right and center. And if you're not focused, then you start missing. You kind of start missing your own way. And um, importance of, I always say, importance of staying focused. So um, 90CC, what is that about? Tell me. So, yeah, so that was, you know, it's uh, my vision of what Mm -hmm. I think a crypto centric uh luxury lifestyle brand looks like right and Mm -hmm. like it really stems from the fact that i as a consumer am used to certain experiences from you know certain brands right and Mm -hmm. let's say luxury space in the real world right it's a great experience you walk into the store you buy a really amazing product um you know a high quality product that you feel confident putting on that makes you feel a certain way and all Mm -hmm. these things and so to me it's like, you know, when I take a look, it's like, all right, now we have all this tech available to us uh, in crypto. And, you know, me as a consumer of some, you know, high price goods, like a lot of times, like, you know, when I walk into a store and like I see the price of something, it's like, okay, I would love to know, are there a thousand of these? Are there 10,000 of these? Are there a mm-hmm. hundred thousand of these, right? Because that affects like, you know, the secondary value of it. Value. Yeah. You know, and I think, I, as a consumer, I just haven't seen that. And it's like, all right, well, I'm, I'm going to build it. Like I'm going to build it because it's something that I want to see. I think it's something that's cool. Maybe other people will think that it's cool. And it's like in, in an aesthetic that I personally like. Right. So it's mm-hmm. like, you know, I think that in crypto, you have a lot of people that want to signal that they're part of the crypto space, but that aesthetic isn't necessarily for everyone. Right. Like there's, you know, certain, communities in the space that's like cool like everybody knows it but yeah like, i don't want to wear you know that product that merch out in the real world when i'm going out right and that and mm-hmm. that's just it. if there's somebody that does want to wear that that's fine it's like but i just want to make an aesthetic that i like that i will feel comfortable wearing and that i can use as a signal to tell people that hey like i'm a crypto native person and oh, so got know, it i think that um I think that there are probably a lot of other people that maybe feel the same way. And I think that like with, through the gamification of integrating uh crypto tech into, into everything that we're doing, mm-hmm. I think kind of brings the space into the real world, which is something that, you know, we were talking about, you know, earlier in the conversation that people just really want, right. People want to bring their digital lives into the physical space. Yes, absolutely. And all the fashion, um, the brands or the 90cc brand is going to be all, um, physical luxury item. Cause I know a lot of people get it confused. Like when we hear luxury items in the web, in web three, we think it's in the metaverse or is it, um, yeah, physical no, items? I, I very much want to be focusing on the physical side at the okay, very least part, you know, you know, long term. It's like, to me, it's like, you know, how much of our lives are we currently spending in the metaverse, right? Mm-hmm. Very, very, very small percentage of the global population. Now, I think we can all agree that that number will obviously be increasing over time. But yeah. I think as we look to onboard more people, right, 
like when I tell you, uh, hey, buy this NFT mm-hmm. and you don't know anything about NFTs, you're like, what the fuck is an NFT? Like <laughs> that's a scam and this and that. And everybody has an opinion. But yeah. if I tell you that you're sure, and this is like the explanation I use for people, right? It's like when they're like, what is an NFT? And I explain it to them. It's like, okay, well, if you have a dollar and I have a dollar and we were to exchange dollars, we both have the same value, right? Mm-hmm. Because that means they're fungible. That means those are fungible pieces of paper. Exactly. Uh, but you're wearing a shirt and I'm wearing a shirt. If we were to exchange our shirts, we don't necessarily have the same value. We have the same item, right? We have a mm-hmm. shirt put over our, our head and wear, but depending on the brand, depending on the fabric, depending on the wear and tear, is it spilled? Is it stained? Is it ripped? Right. That yeah. determines the value of each shirt and they don't need to necessarily be the same. So that means that those two pieces are actually non-fungible. So yeah. then using that idea, right, is like, that's all that it means. That's all that non-fun- non-fungibility means. So technically, we already live in a very non-fungible world. We just don't call them NFTs. Right? NFTs, so, yeah. You know, it's, I think, really being able to help people conceptualize is like, hey, your T-shirt that you're buying from 90CC is non-fungible. It is an NFT. And guess what? You've been doing it your whole life, right? Exactly. The fact that you're now going to be doing it in front of the screen or you're, 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 the future generations, your children, your grandchildren will be doing it in front of a screen doesn't make it any less valuable. It just makes it different than what you're used to. But they're still fundamentally the same idea, you know? And so that to me is why I really want to be focusing on the physical side is because I think that one, it helps onboard more people uh, and mm-hmm. they make it much less daunting when somebody can relate to it in terms that they can understand. Exactly. It, it makes a whole, it makes a whole lot of sense for me. Um, I have a, the dollar example that you just made, I have a, a really corny joke that I always crack about that. And I'm like, a dollar is an NFT too. <laughs> and people go, why? And I'm like, because of the serial number, they're never two of the same. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Enough um, corny mom jokes. <laughs> All no, right. So, yeah, you know, like we always know the dollars. Yeah, it is one for one. But when you really, if you want to think like, you know, really look at it, wait a minute, the serial number actually makes it non-fungible because it's not right. the same. Like if yeah. I have um, this dollar and you have this dollar, there's a difference in our dollars, right? Um but yeah, so do you have, well, you, I'm not going to ask if you have a launch date because I know you're, you're a builder and builders build and that's what they do. But do you have an idea when we should be expecting some sort of like, you know, major announcement about um, 90CC? Um, it, we should hopefully be sometime in August, um, you know, this month. Oh, this we month. Oh, okay. Expecting, uh, some, some major updates. So, you know, I can't. My team will kill me if if I. No, you don't have. Trust me, you don't have to. (laughs) I I love finding things out. So yeah, um. So sometime this month, we're we'll be we'll be watching out um on your on your Twitter page, um what's going on. So before we're we're gonna be oh god, I can continue this conversation for a long time, (laughs) (laughs) but I have like I have a few more questions. Um. If you were to do anything different um, in the Web3, if you think back at your journey um, and you were to do one thing different, what would you do? What would it be? Um, 
if I were to do one thing differently, I don't know. I, I guess I don't necessarily try to dwell on the past of things mm-hmm. that I've done differently. I think I've been operating uh, in like, you know, I just try to make my best, the best choice that I can make at any given moment and yeah. kind of go from there. Uh, if I could do one thing differently, I mean, I guess buy more CryptoPunks. You know, I, <laughs> I, I, I did have the opportunity to buy a lot of them and uh, I backed out. This was in like, Mid January, I was I was part of a group that was going to buy a mm-hmm. lot, and uh, you know we couldn't come to an agreement on price. I think we were probably like less than ten percent away on price, and if yeah. I had just made that ten percent, um, it would have been it would have been very 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 nice. Uh, but you know I can't complain. I I think I've I've done really well over the last two years. So I think so too. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I try not to sit there with the shoulda, coulda, wouldas. Um, but yeah, yeah probably just buy more NFTs when I first got in the space. Um, it would be the one thing I would probably change. Yeah, buy more NFTs. Okay, got it. Um, so, um, comparing twenty twenty one, um, last year to twenty twenty two, what are some of the key differences that you've seen in the space? Mm-hmm. Um. I mean, I think like when you take a look at uh, early 2021, it was more about, you know, the art. And yes. you know, so that was like the original uh, use case, yes. right? Original vertical. But my my thesis and my po- hypothesis has always been that art is the first vertical, right? Mm-hmm. But everything, because back to the conversation we just had, but because everything in the real world is non-fungible, yeah, everything in the real world is going to be affected by this, right? So, mm-hmm. so uh, mortgages are non, you know, NFTs, right? Yeah. Like um, membership clubs are NFTs. Like all these things are are NFTs, and so I I feel like we're we're just at the beginning stages of seeing people's creativity and the use of NFTs and what that means in a more digital world going forward. So. I think like where we're at now is probably more of the experimentation along other lines uh, and not just the art. Like art was, I'd say, the first industry to get disrupted. Uh-huh. And now we're starting to see many other industries that, you know, will start falling. Like, I, I won't say falling like dominoes, but just like where the, you know, Web3 will start taking over. I totally agree with you on that. And speaking of art, last question, I promise. <laughs> um, what are your thoughts on one of one art in the NFT space? What are your thoughts? And also, what would be an advice you would give a one? I'm a one of one artist. So I'm um, yeah. asking for me and my other fellow one of one artists. What are your thoughts on one of one art? And what advice would you give one of one artists in the NFT space or in Web3? I, I, I've spent like so, a good amount of time thinking about this is like the interesting thing is about one of one art is, you know, if you create a collection or let's say you create 10 pieces, right? And you have 10 mm-hmm. different characters, you only have, you know, 10 people talking about it, right? True. Whereas if you create a collection of, let's say, a thousand, and this number will be different for everybody, right? So, you know, it could be a hundred for one artist, a thousand for another, or, you mm-hmm. know, five thousand, whatever it is. Um, but like at some point, right, like you get that Lindy effect, right? And this is why I think the, for some reason, the, the, the magic number currently is 10,000 in, in the crypto space with the PFP projects where, I think they took off so much faster is because you have more people talking about it, right? Yeah. So it's like, if I'm a collector of your art, 
and all the other nine collectors of your 10 pieces are talking about it, that's fine. You have 10 people talking about it. But, you know, if this uh, cool project drops and there's 4,000 people talking about it, there's obviously going to drown out the 10. And so I think that's true. I think it's a really interesting, you know, thing. But it's like, I think as a creator, you have to stick to what feels most authentic to you and to Mm -hmm. what you feel the most comfortable doing. But I think that at some point there's some balance, right? And like to bring it back to Justin, where his first collection was a hundred, right? You know, that's not massive, but that is, that's, that's big, right? That's, yeah. That was big big for a photography collection at that time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Right. And so it's like, I think, you know, you just have to do something, one that you can handle. I think one of the things that he does really well is he really, really connects with all of his collectors, right? So like anytime Mm -hmm. I'm in the same city as him, he's always pinging me. He's always like, hey, like, let's meet up for lunch, for dinner, like whatever. And I and I assume he's doing that with a lot of his collectors. Mm-hmm. And, so, you know, I think being able to kind of create that um, that that connection with your collectors and create that community around uh, your work, I think is super powerful. So I would say it doesn't even necessarily matter, like how big yeah. your your community is. It really is more about like how strong that connection is, right? And the stronger you can make that connection, I think the 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 longer term the the more it helps your your work longer term, right? Absolutely. Absolutely I agree. <laughs> um, I agree with that. And you you know, like you said, um I think again, the more people talking about something and that's probably why the, you know, 10K PFP projects kind of took over because as of last year, it was like more um, one of one art, one of one art. And then all of a sudden it was like PFP, PFP, PFP. And then, you know, it kind of drowned out the one of one art noise a little bit. And I get it. Um, The louder people, the more people are talking about something, the more popular um, that thing is. And you're right. Um, And again, the stronger your community is, the stronger um, whatever it is it, it is you're doing. So it's just finding that balance, right? Yeah. Um, between um, wow, okay. I'm gonna I'm taking that advice for myself too, <laughs> and I hope <laughs> any other artist that is listening is taking that advice for themselves as well. Um, awesome! It has been um, great having you on the show. Um, very soon when I launch my champagner tokens, I'm choosing honorary members and you're absolutely going to be one of my honorary members. Cause I, I love builders. I love people with a vision. I love people that are not just like one and done. Um, I love people that just, you know, actively seek to better, um, lives and just do great things. Um, and that's, you know, one of my, what, what I'm about as well. So, um, awesome. and, and that's why we're having this conversation. You know, awesome. people, thank you. Dope things. Thank you so yeah. much. Um, is there anything that we didn't um talk about that you might want to share um with my listeners? Um this would be a perfect No, I, I'd say I guess just for those that want to keep up to what I'm doing, G Money NFT on Twitter, uh mm-hmm. and Instagram are probably the two best ways um to keep up with what I'm doing. And you can go down the rabbit hole as much or as little as you want from there. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you, G Money. Um for being on the NFT Talk Show podcast with me today. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. My pleasure. All right, everyone. That is going to be it for today's show. I hope you learned a lot from this conversation. I know I did. I was like taking notes. I'm going to listen in the car, listen, you know, when I'm chilling. <laughs> like, okay, this is what he said. This is what I'm going to do. 
Um, yes, and don't forget to subscribe if you haven't. Don't forget to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell all their family members to listen to the NFT Talk Show podcast. And thank you again to all my listeners. Um, we are one of the top podcasts for um, NFTs, and that is because of you. Again, I am very grateful and appreciative of every single person that is listening right now. And yes, you know what it is. I will catch you on the blockchain. Bye.